Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The sermon text is the Gospel reading. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, a mother's worst nightmare. There's nothing we can do for your child. No mommy, no daddy ever wants to hear those words. But that's all that this mommy in our gospel reading is getting. A heart-wrenching scene. A Canaanite has her daughter under the devil's muscle and might. So she takes to Jesus her frightful plight, but does she even have the right? That's where this emotional roller coaster of a gospel reading begins. Kicks off. Matthew 15, verses 21 and 22. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Now the Canaanite mommy is really no surprise. This is her home turf. Tyre and Sidon, loaded with Canaanites. I mean, it's pretty common to be in this zip code and, and bump into a Canaanite. It's kind of like, you know, going to Ann Arbor and bumping into U of M fans or going to Frankenmuth and running into some Lutherans. Expected. Totally and utterly expected. What's not expected, though, is that Jesus, is that this woman, the Canaanite mommy, engages Jesus, a Jewish rabbi. These two, from completely different worlds, culturally and religiously speaking. She's one of them. Them. That's how the Jews saw the Canaanites. I mean, this woman, she's part of a group that has been sworn enemies of God's people for centuries. Idolaters, outcasts, worshipers of sticks and stones. And then you have, you know, that long history of spilling Israelite blood. Jezebel, anyone? Does that name ring a bell? Jezebel from the OT, the Old Testament. Now, she's a branch in the Canaanite family tree. And that woman was hell-bent on wiping out the Israelites, killing every last one of them. Now, of course, she failed. She actually fell, quite uh, literally. She was pushed out of a window and went splat. Uh, does that ring a bell? And then dogs came and feasted on her. Yeah, she became dog food. Ugh. That's a that's a Sunday school story right there. <laughs> dogs, yeah, dogs. That's exactly how the Jews saw the Canaanites. Canaanite equaled canine. Ain't nothing but a hound dog. That's what's going through their minds when they see. A Canaanite, just, you know, a filthy animal, a garbage-picking scavenger, someone that's subhuman, doesn't matter at all to God. 
Vim. That's all squeezed into that little word, B-E-H-O-L-D. Behold, unexpected. This is totally unexpected. The Canaanite mommy is breaking, shattering all of the religious and cultural and societal norms. But do you blame her? Do you blame her? She's a desperate and despairing mommy. No one is able to care for the one she loves the most. But then she hears that Jesus is in town, and she must have heard the stories about Jesus, those stories spreading like wildfire, of how he's healing folks left and right. No disease, no despair, no demon, no death stronger than Jesus. But this is a long shot, isn't it? She's kind of throwing a Hail Mary if she thinks that Jesus is going to help her. I mean, she has on her birth certificate the word Canaanite. She comes from the wrong family tree. There is so much stacked up against this woman. Her origin, her nationality, her ethnicity, her religion, her even her, her sex, being a female. All of that a disadvantage when it comes to engaging this Jewish rabbi named Jesus. Nevertheless, she hopes against hope. She is bold and brave and so confident. She dares to petition this, 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 this Jewish rabbi. She, she lets loose a prayer that sounds like a prayer that would come from a faithful Israelite. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Son of David, release, relieve, rescue my daughter from the clutches of the prince of darkness. Save her from the devil. Jesus, though, doesn't seem very polite. <laughs> That's pretty lightly. Doesn't seem very polite. Which seems to give the disciples the green light to treat this woman as someone who is below an Israelite because she's nothing but a crummy Canaanite. <coughs> Jesus here is not Mr. Nice Messiah, is he? Now up to this point in the Gospel of Matthew, he has been healing people, both Jew and non-Jew. So... We expect, actually, in this moment, this woman begging, pleading for mercy for her daughter, we expect Jesus to do what? Heal her. That's not what happens. No mercy for you. But he did not answer her a word. Now, doesn't this silence from Jesus confirm that she's one of them? A crummy Canaanite? A filthy dog? An outcast? Someone that doesn't really matter to this Jewish rabbi 
and to his God. Doesn't really stop her, though. <laughs> Pesky and persistent. I think two really good words that describe this woman. She doesn't shut up. Keeps yipping. Keeps barking. She is nipping at their heels. And the disciples are absolutely bonkers upset. They see her as a huge nuisance. Someone who's so annoying. And so now they start praying to Jesus. They start begging him, but to do what? Shoot, scram, send her away. Matthew 15, 23. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. See, she is out of line, according to the disciples. She is breaking all the rules. This is inappropriate. She got to go. And it seems like Jesus agrees with his twelve. Verse 24, he answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now, it appears here that Jesus gives priority to an ethnicity that ends in it and begins with Israel. Israelite. Israelite. She doesn't really qualify, does she? This woman has all the wrong stuff on her ID. And of course, her birth certificate says Canaanite. She comes from a family tree that's diseased, full of blight, fruitless. And so the disciples are thinking, Woo, yeah, now we got her. Jesus, yeah, sure, he loves everyone, but we are his favorites. Yeah, we, we take the cake. We're top priority. Jesus, you know, he just said so himself. He comes from Israel, and he's for Israel. That doesn't include this woman. She ain't getting anything from Jesus. Soon, she'll be told, scram, she'll go away into the cold outside with that tail between her legs, and we will be so happy. Oh, soon, R-E-L-I-E-F, relief. Relief is coming, alleluia. Not so fast. Not so fast, right? Not so fast, fast. This woman, she, she races ahead of the group with Usain Bolt speed. She falls down on the ground, plants her face in the dirt, and she makes one last-ditch effort. Verse 26. Verse 25. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. Now, Jesus speaks directly to her for the first time. He finally says some words to her, but they kind of seem condescending. <laughs> Humiliating, to say the least. Verse 26, and he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. What does Jesus call her right here? Please, please, someone answer that. I'm, I'm literally asking for an answer now. Dog. A dog. I double dog dare you. <laughs> to go to Meyer this afternoon. And just, you know, randomly call someone a dog. Hey, you, you buddy! With your hand on that bag of oranges. You are a dog. Tell me how that works for you. 
<laughs> Please don't do that. Do not invoke. Uh, my pastor told me to do this. Well, that'll, that'll give us a bad name. <laughs> Before we think that Jesus is backhanding this woman, let the scene play out, okay? Let it play out. Jesus knows what's going on. He's Jesus! He knows exactly what he's doing. When we're playing checkers, he's playing chess. You know, that's how he rolls. Um, he is setting the stage, or better said, setting the table to teach the disciples and to teach you and me and everybody here at GLC that every person matters. Every single soul is priceless to our God and therefore ought to be priceless to us. That's what we're going to find out here. Verse 27. She said, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Now when Jesus calls her a doggy, she accepts that joyfully because she knows that with this Jesus that no one gets priority based on ethnicity because everybody is a doggy in need of his mercy and there are enough crumbs for the Israelites, the Canaanites, and for everybody. Everybody. This woman, the Canaanite mommy, she is not deterred, but rather determined. She is so determined. That's like for me, her middle name. <laughs> she is determined. She is not going to go away empty-handed, is she? She knows that she's going to get something from Jesus because she actually sees more in Jesus than his own disciples do. She believes in Jesus. She trusts in Jesus. Oh, sure, she sees in Jesus Israel's Messiah, but way more than that. She sees not only Israel's Messiah, but that this Messiah is also the Savior of the world. Savior for all people, including, including her. Amazing, really. Regardless of ethnicity, nationality, mobility, disability, IQ, culture, language, age, sex. She knows that even for her, a dog, there's a place in the Lord's house. No going hungry for her. She knows that the bread of Israel's Messiah is so abundant, so overflowing, that there will be pieces that fall from the table onto the floor. And those crumbs, those crumbs are enough for her and her daughter. And she's spot on, so correct. She isn't disappointed. Verse 28, Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. Now, Jesus can and does do something. He heals the daughter instantly with a word. The demons, no match for Jesus. And there's something else that's no match for Jesus. The devilish prejudices of the disciples. See, it's not just the, woman who's the woman's daughter who's healed here. The disciples are healed. So are you. And me. 
we are also healed with a word. A word that the disciples need to hear, a word that we need to hear, a word that releases the disciples and us from all the habits and all the stereotypes that prevent us from embracing our common humanity, a word that is a tough lesson, but a much-needed, necessary lesson, a word that is humbling, a word that gets us on the ground with this Canaanite mommy begging for mercy, a word that, yes, humbles us, but also a word that exalts us, gives us a promotion like nothing else. Dear friends, Jesus lives, dies, rises as the perfect Israelite to put everyone in the right, and his word elevates dogs to a son, a daughter, which we see play out with this not-so-crummy Canaanite mother. Yeah, Jesus, he's a Jew. He's an Israelite. It's on his ID. It's on his birth certificate. So the Canaanite mommy, she's spot on when she calls Jesus son of David. And that's actually the title that the Gospel of Matthew leads with. We see it right from the get-go in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew 1.1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, but this son of David has a family tree that isn't as pure as the, as the disciples think. When you look at the family tree of Jesus there in Matthew chapter 1, you find some branches that are quite unexpected. Branches that kind of maybe hit you in the face. Ah, got wet. Uh, and these branches have names like Branch Tamar, Branch Rahab, Branch Ruth. What kind of women are these? Where, where do they come from? These are Canaanite women. Canaanite women wind up in the Jesus family tree, which brings so much joy to you and me because we know that this Jesus doesn't play faves. The genealogy says so. He is pro-everyone, pro-you, pro-me, pro-everybody. And even the OT Old Testament reading spells this out beautifully. Isaiah 56 eight, The Lord God who gathers the outcasts of Israel declares, I will gather yet others. Uh, others meaning the Gentiles. That, that, that is you and me, by the way. To him besides those already gathered. See, the Israelites are as much sinner as the Canaanites. All are equally damnable. All are deserving of hell. All are outcast and outlaws. All are filthy animals. All are unclean. All means all. So that means that we're part of the all. Okay, picking up what I'm putting down here. We are all in need of m -m 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 mercy. Mercy. So let's get on the ground with a Canaanite mommy and plant our faces in the dirt, crying out for mercy. Oh, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. Rescue me, relieve me, redeem me, save me. 
Save me, a poor, sinful being. And he lives for that prayer, doesn't he? He does. He is bullish when it comes to scooping out, heaping portions of mercy. Not skimpy at all with mercy. We get mercy. We get what we don't deserve because he got what we deserve. Look at Jesus. He is that perfect Israelite, fulfilling the law, perfectly loving God, perfectly loving the neighbor, perfectly loving, perfectly fulfilling the law all the way to the cross where he is tossed out like a piece of garbage, a piece of trash, unclean, defiled, desecrated with our sin. Yeah, the one who knew no sin, becoming sin for us, you, your sin on him, me, my sin on him. The law on the Friday we call good looks at Jesus and condemns him, saying, ain't nothing but a hound dog. All dogs reduced to one dog. All sinners reduced to one sinner. Jesus, one man Jesus, he becoming the sin of the world so that he can suffer for dogs like us, so that he can die for our dog-eat-dog sins, our prejudices, our holier-better-than-thou attitudes, our playing faves, our looking down on them, those people, our thinking that this person, that person doesn't matter to God and therefore doesn't matter to me. He loads up on his shoulders the sin of the world and allows it to crush him, condemn him, kill him. He sighs and dies, dies. He breathes his last. He's buried six feet under. But the one who has no sin of his own can't be contained, can't be pinned down, can't be held by death. And so, well, alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Jesus bursts forth from the open, empty grave, and he begins his great in-gathering project. Gathering the outcasts and the outlaws. That's what he's in the business of doing. The great in-gathering of the outcasts and the outlaws. He's bringing in from the outside many. He's bringing into his home many who are on the outside. His family tree getting bigger and bigger. One new branch after another. The Canaanite mommy, by the way, is one of those branches. Her faith, elevating her, promoting her, making her a dog into a daughter. A daughter of God. This is nothing about her birth or her bloodline. It has everything to do with faith. Faith alone in Jesus. That's what makes her a true Israelite. A true child of God. And the same is true for us, right? In the waters of holy baptism, three splashes of promise have gathered us dogs, dog you, dog me, into God's house. Where we now are 
grafted and given. Grafted into the Jesus family tree. And we're gifted with the right to call God Father and the right to call Jesus Big Brother and the right to look at everyone here and say, You're my brother. You're my sister. Every one of us has a branch in the Jesus family tree with our name on it. Don't believe me? Well, come eat, drink. Take, eat, take, drink. We get way more than crumbs here, my friends, okay, my brothers and sisters. Way more than crumbs. Only the best for God's children. For son of God, you, for daughter of God, you only the best. The wine of salvation for you. The bread of life for you. This table here is big enough for everybody. And here we learn, dear friends, that no one is crummy, but rather in need of mercy. And we get to leave here this morning with crumbs of mercy to share. Crumbs that say, you matter to me. You matter to Jesus. Eat, drink, be merry, because here we taste and see that we matter to God. We do. Now, there are so many people, and it saddens us, so many people that have no clue that they matter, that they matter to God. Let's share the mercy of God with them. We who have been shown mercy, we can now share that mercy. Crumbs of mercy. More crumbs than we actually need. We'll never run out of this mercy. Let's go share it. Where there is loneliness, let us sit, hold hands, and listen. Where there is suffering, let's speak hope and Burden bear, alleviate the pain as best as we can for our brother, our sister in Christ, for our neighbor, our family member, our co-worker. Where there is dismissing and dissing, let's defend and befriend. Where there is racism and prejudices, let's love and embrace and value. I know it doesn't look like a lot. It doesn't. But these crumbs say quite a bit. They're not crummy. <laughs> they proclaim pretty good news to folks that we share the, these crumbs with. They say, you matter to me. You matter to Jesus. More mercy where that came from. Come check it out for yourself. Come inside. Enjoy the Lord's house. You won't be the same ever again. There's something that Jesus can do for you always. 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 Better than you could ever imagine or hope for or dream up. His hope knows no bounds. After all, this is the God who transforms dogs into sons and daughters of the Most High God. Don't you want more? Then crumbs, come soon, Lord Jesus. Amen.